Hey there, Elise Dillard here, host of Let's Break the Odds podcast, the go-to podcast to navigate you towards breaking the odds in your life, family, and career. I'm an everyday woman who broke the odds by graduating college debt-free, helped my friends to successfully fund their education debt-free, and now have the honor of speaking and navigating students and families across the country towards funding their education debt-free as well. Think of this podcast as your weekly coffee rendezvous, where we chat about life, career, and how to create a lasting legacy. And let's face it, I'm just one person, so I'll be bringing on industry experts, professionals, and individuals to join us and share insight to help you and to help us get to the next level and continue to break the odds in our life, family, career, and communities. Let's do this together. This is Let's Break the Odds podcast. Let's Break the Odds podcast is brought to you by The Student Navigator, the go-to resource towards funding your education debt-free. With the online programs and tools that have helped students break the odds and fund their education debt-free, you now have a proven roadmap that you can utilize and implement right at home. Use promo code BREAKTHEODDS to save on the Funding College Debt-Free online bootcamp. That's promo code BREAKTHEODDS to save. Visit thestudentnavigator.com forward slash academy to get plugged in today. Hey there, Elise Dillard here, host of Break the Odds. Right now, as this episode is being recorded, we are in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, also known as COVID-19, and the entire world has had to make adjustments to stay safe, including when it comes to education. And with this week being World Teachers Day, what better way than to feature an educator and his wife who together are helping families and the community break the odds with education? Whether you are a teacher in need of some tips, a parent who needs guidance on how to make digital learning a smooth experience, or a student wanting to know how to prepare yourself for college and your career, today's episode is for you. Joining us today is Jonathan and Brittany Burke, founder and CFO, Chief Financial Officer of Innovation Learning Academy. Both Jonathan and Brittany have a decorated resume, but here is a snippet and more about Innovation Learning Academy. Jonathan Burke is the founder of Innovation Learning Academy. He has received a bachelor's degree in urban studies from the Metropolitan College of New York. He earned his master's degree in public administration from Georgia State University and a master's degree in special education from Liberty University. Jonathan began his educational career in the New York City School District over 10 years ago as a high school math teacher and education services coordinator for the New York City Department of Correction Inmates ages 16 to 24 at East River Academy located on Rikers Island. While working with incarcerated youth, Jonathan discovered the inequalities of public education and began to work with various community organizations to help troubled youth and students with learning disabilities by offering tutoring and mentoring services. After being accepted as a TNTP education fellow, Jonathan moved to Atlanta and began teaching in Title I schools in Fulton County School District and Atlanta Public Schools District. Jonathan has taught multiple grade levels and subjects, but has always focused on special education services. 
As a learning and instruction specialist and a school administrator, his educational experiences have afforded him the opportunity to collaborate with a diverse group of students to meet the common goal of increasing student achievement and well-being. Jonathan's educational philosophy is based on his uncompromising belief that all students can learn, given a positive learning environment that focuses on the students' learning styles, strong and knowledgeable leadership, a committed and focused educational team, an encouraging community, and a supportive family, all of which Innovation Learning Academy possess. Jonathan also currently coaches high school basketball at Tri-Cities High School and AAU basketball for various community teams. In addition, Jonathan is an accomplished musician that has traveled the world. As a result, he provides music lessons and production assistance for students at McEachern High School. Brittany Burke has a master's in accounting and serves as CFO, Chief Financial Officer of Innovation Learning Academy. Prior to serving as a CFO of Innovation Learning Academy, Brittany had a career in marketing and worked for companies such as Cartoon Network and TNT. I have known Brittany for years. In fact, she and I served on an educational board together, and it has been a pleasure getting to know Jonathan as well. When you listen to this interview, you will see how they both have such a passion for education and seeing the younger generation succeed. The three of us chatted for an entire hour, and we chatted about everything from how Jonathan went from playing basketball to performing on Broadway, starting a business, digital learning and homeschooling strategies, college and career tips, how they got married during the pandemic and keep a healthy marriage while running a business, and more. But don't worry, we'll be having Jonathan and Brittany back on a future episode so you can hear more of their story and insight on these other topics. But for today, let's chat about how to break the odds in education, shall we? Let's dive in. Hey, you guys. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> you guys are doing good this morning? Good, yourself? Yes, I am. I'm excited for our interview. First of all, we've got to talk, Jonathan, because I played basketball as well, played ever since I was eight years old and played AAU. So it's amazing to meet another fellow basketball player. It's always great to. From Brooklyn, New York, I played basketball. And so. And first, just before we even dive into that, open up and share with our audience a little bit about ILA, what you guys do, and um, and how you, what audience do you guys serve? About 15 years ago, I always said to myself, I wanted to open a school. I never knew what that wanted to be. As a matter of fact, I, I didn't know what that would look like at some point, but I always knew one day I would open up a school. Um, actually, the school I was originally thought about opening up was um, for a school for a music and art school, a performing arts school. And I said one day I would do it. So luck, fast forward 15 years, um, COVID-19 happened. Um, and as a school administrator, I saw how it really just deteriorated the education system um, because of COVID-19. Online learning, a lot of teachers were not prepared for online learning. A lot of schools mm. were prepared for online learning. For a lot of reasons. Um, I've, I, I heard talk to a lot of parents who I dealt with one-on-one. We're trying to help them. I was working until 8, 9 o'clock to help students, you know, learn, keep learning. And it really, really bothered me that they really could not get a, a valuable education anymore because of COVID-19. Well, I sat down and said, well, how can I help? I wanted to do something to help them. And, uh, and I sat and said, well, why don't I um, open up a, a school that's very, very small, um, keep it very, very safe, um, the problem with larger schools um, is that there are so many students around. I said, what if I have a controlled, safe environment? Um, I'm a big sports fan, as you know, and so I, look, I, use, the, the, I use the NBA, at the NBA bubble, 
as kind of my like idea. I said, well, what if I had an education type bubble, right? That we know the students are safe. Um, what if we have a place where we provide them all the material, they're not bringing anything, they change it. I started writing a plan down on how students can come here and be safe and get a good education, right? Just like the NBA did. The NBA said, well, we want to still play basketball. We create a bubble. Let's, you know, you had to be strategic and create that stuff. And so um, out of that, I prayed about it and I, um, I talked to Brittany about it and, then we, and ILA birthed out of that. And it's funny, as I was cultivating it, um, it brought me back to when I first started teaching at Rikers Island Jail, a lot of the inmates I worked with, you know, they never really saw education as a tool. They were never, it was kind of like, if you didn't fit into this bucket or this bucket, you just kind of go away. And then what happened was those students didn't fit into those buckets, right, of society of what education should be. And they fell through the cracks. They started, you know, doing things that got them incarcerated. And so I said, well, what if we had a place where we can tailor education to the students' needs, their learning styles, what they see, um, and that's how ILA is. ILA, um, and the reason why I call it ILA, innovation learning, is because it's really a different idea of learning, where we work with students based on their learning styles, um, based on their likes and dislikes. Uh, we work with them to really cultivate um, their educational, um, educational life. And um, I took the concept of special education, um, of individual learning plans, um, student-centered focus, project-based learning, and combine that with general education, all right, and and provide it to our students. So that is the goal of ILA. That's what we're about, and that's what we believe. So I love that. I love that so much. And since you talked about, you know, your background a little bit, why basketball? Why was that, you know, your choice? I grew up in Coney Island, uh, which is famous for the movie He Got Game, uh, Stephon Marbury, Lincoln High School. Uh, so I grew up in a community where, at the time, it was transitioning, uh, and my parents. Uh, put me in sports and music, and it kind of was my outlet, was my safe haven. Um, I enjoyed it so much. Um, I, I took music all the way. It, it allowed me to travel the world, playing different places. Uh, and in basketball, I just used it as an outlet to stay in shape and just have fun with my friends. It kept me out of trouble. Um, and so, and, and I, I loved it. I loved the game. And now even as, as a coach, giving back to the students and helping them get to college, get to college through scholarships on athletic scholarships. Um, on basketball scholarships and new scholarships. It's an amazing opportunity um, that I truly, truly love. It takes most of our day, most of my day. Um, I'm always talking to coaches and uh, uh, recruiters and stuff like that to help kids, you know, go to the next level in their life um, as an adult. Um, funny enough, interesting, interesting story. I found my AAU coach from ninth grade, uh, ninth grade, eighth grade on Facebook last night. And I was so proud my wife how much that he inspired me to do what I'm doing today, that I had to send him a message about how he was such an inspiration for me to do, to coach and teach. And, 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 I, and, and it's so funny, I want to be able to get an email or a message like that 20 years from now. That's amazing. You know, one of the episodes that we had on the show um, on Break the Eyes, we were talking about the importance of, you know, thanking people in our lives because we didn't get here by ourselves. And so it's important to, you know, take time and just pause and and let those who have helped you along the way, let them know that you appreciate them, whether it's, you know, a spouse or, you know, um, like you said, a coach. And so I think that's, you know, great what you did of going back and saying thank you and letting him know the impact that, you know, he made on your life. I'm sure that, you know, meant a lot to him as well. So kind of talk about a little bit, you know, you talked about, you know, athletic scholarships and even helping students get to 
um, college through even a different way outside of sports, such as music, like you said. Um, talk a little bit about why it's important to, you know, um, focus on college, getting scholarships, um, and even like diversifying yourself and having other options when it comes to going to college. You know, um, as you know, you know, my background is I funded my college education debt free. And, um, you know, I had played basketball all the way up to basically my all the way through high school. I mean, I played varsity all four years, we were in state, all that stuff. And, you know, I wanted to continue that in college. But you know, I knew the career path I wanted to pursue was involving STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math. And thankfully, I had parents who, you know, encouraged me to, you know, keep my options open when it came to academics or understanding different interests. Um, and so, like you said, you know, you help students get to college, whether it's through basketball or music. So talk to, you know, um, a parent where maybe, well, from two different angles. One, you know, maybe a student who's listening and maybe they feel like, you know, that right now they're just focused on basketball and sports. What would you say to them in terms of going to college and, and creating more options for themselves outside of basketball, even if they do want to play in college? Yeah, I think it's important to be diverse in, um, in what you present, what you offer. Uh, I think my own life, uh, me playing music my whole life, uh, I never thought um, that I would even be in the realm of education uh, out of high school. I thought I was going to be a musician. I was on the road. I was traveling. I played on Broadway, um, and so wow. I just the the Lord just took me so many different ways. I came back off the road, and uh, I ended up teaching at Rikers Island Jail. I never even knew, although I'm from New York City, I never knew where Rikers Island was. Um, and so, and that's very by, by background. My background, and although my degrees in urban studies, public administration, and special education, right? And so those are three different. So I, I I wanted to be able to go in different realms um, to be able to be use my my education in my training in different wealth. And now looking back on it, I look how it all makes sense, right? Um, it really is starting to all make sense, you know. Um, my, my, my drive for practicing at an early age, um, learning at an early age, my drive for that, if you want to get good at something, you have to practice, you have to repeat repetition. It's something I, I use in my classroom all the time for students. Um, so that drove me as a teacher and how I drive my lessons, that drove me to create, I, I think of my music lessons, in my math lessons. It's really funny how I, I, I think of my piano teacher when I'm creating math or science lessons. That's really, really interesting how I do that. Um, and you know, the, our, having a best background, being able to be well-versed in different areas is a vital resource. Um, we live in a world that's ever-changing. Um, so even if you want to play basketball, you can use basketball as a tool to drive you where you want to go. Or music has a tool we drive where to go. Although, although it's funny, I play, I play music, and I don't tell people I play music anymore. They just find out, and they call me to do things. Started working at McEachin High School as a volunteer. Um, I was playing at my, I'm the music director of a, of a local church in, uh, in Lithonia, Georgia, and uh, the music director of, of McEachin happened to see me at, he knew me, but he happened to see me playing at church. I'm like, I had no idea you played, because I didn't, I didn't tell him, I don't advertise it. And he was like, well, I need somebody, someone to help me out. I need somebody on staff, and then, other schools call me to do their production. And it's, it's, it's really funny how it all just kind of blends together. Um, and so people know me in different realms. Uh, and um, my wife, you know, uh, you know, her background is in marketing and then she moved into accounting and, and it all came together and, and, you know, working as the CFO for ILA and, you know, being able to offer different things and so many things, I, you know, as I started this adventure, I had nothing, no idea about marketing, right? Um, and she knew all that information, although her background is accounting. And it, it, it is funny how the Lord just orders your steps and takes you in different realms. 
um, just going back to background, like I have a bachelor's in marketing and I worked at Cartoon Network, TNT, all those places for wow. what, like two, three years. And then I decided that marketing is not for me. And that was really a success story for me. And I think that is, that's important for students to know too, that when you make actionable steps towards something that you think that you want, and then you decide this isn't what I want, it's okay because that's still a success. You successfully realize that's not what you want. And then you go ahead and you make the next actionable step towards what you think you want next. And so what I did was I went back and I got a master's in accounting and I've been in accounting for the past, what, like six years now. And I've loved it. Um, and I just love that whole realm of, um, education and stuff. Like I love teaching about finance. I love doing finance. So coming, into ILA and being able to stretch my marketing muscles and you know kind of brush those off because there's plenty of dust on them but being able to stretch my marketing and my PR um, but then also being able to utilize my finance and my accounting background has been amazing it kind of just like God really ordained everything like we really just fit in he has all of the educational background that any parent would ever need their child to have um, you know in their life and then like I, I can come in and just keep the business afloat and make sure that we're doing things that we need to be doing tax wise or accounting wise that everything looks good but the, the key with being diverse um, you never want to be pigeonholed um, you never know you never know where 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 life will take you um, and you never know how it would mold you into different things and how it would guide you to different things. Um, and so that's, I think that's the key. That's something I always preach to my students. Um, don't be just one, one bucket. Have your things in different buckets and you'll be well-versed and you'll be able to offer more. And the more services you'll be able to offer, um, the more valuable you are. The more valuable you are, the more, earn, the more income you earn, right? And so, and the more income you earn, the more you're able to do for your community um, and help your family and, and go from there. And also I would add that for the students specifically, it's important to know that preparation plus opportunity equals success. Every step that you take in every single day, so every action that you take every day should get you closer to where you want to be. So if you want to have your college funded by having a sports scholarship, then every single day you have to make an action step towards that. So whether that's, you know, working out for an hour, practicing your jump shot for an hour, or if you're throwing around the football, whatever it is, like you have to take actionable steps towards that. You can't just think that it's going to fall into your lap. Yes, yes, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Um, you know, at the, I'm the founder of the Student Navigator and, you know, we navigate students towards funding their education debt free. And that's one thing that we, you know, really talk about is, you know, even when it comes to college funding in general, like oftentimes, you know, the funding is just not going to fall outside the sky, like fall from the sky. You've got to take action and go for it. And so I think that's key what you're saying is you do have, you know, a listening audience that spans generations. So if you are a student that's listening, you know, um, you know, take action, you know, just take that consistent action. You know, I, um, I'm that type of person. I'm really huge into like listening to successful people who have are leaders in their industries and listening on how they made it in life. And one of the consistent things that I've heard from all these different individuals and in different industries is that they took consistent action with whatever they did. And that's how they got to where they are today. And so, um, so I think that you're absolutely right, Brittany, that, you know, consistent action, is key and you know and just keep going after it and you know like you said opportunity plus what'd you say Brittany say it again it was preparation plus opportunity equals success yes preparation plus opportunity equals success so 
I love that. Brittany, I know we, we've, we've done community work together. We even served on a board together. You know, for students who, you know, might be listening or even just an individual in general, like, and we talked about, you know, diversifying a little bit. What would you say is tips on how to get involved in the community and, and be a leader within the community? Good question. Um, one, definitely go on like Facebook, different community boards on Facebook and stuff. You can find so many things there. Um, that's typically where I go to. And then also if you're um, in high school, your high school website will have things. But when I got into college, I really got involved in the community and still am and still do a lot of things with the Grizzlies. Um, I, I would say like get involved at your college or at your local school. Um, what is it? 4-H has things, um, all kinds of junior, junior achievement. I mean, I, the list goes on. <laughs> um, make, what is it? Uh, Gwinnett Clean and Beautiful. There are so many different things that you can do to get involved in and it looks really good for your resume. Like I said, do, do today for tomorrow. So, you know, do things that can look good on your resume and it'll, it'll give you a leg up on college transcripts and things like that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, you, if you can't find anything, go to your local uh, councilman, city council person, yeah. your local state assembly person, uh, and they'll guide you to where you need to go. They'll, they'll guide you. Call your local congressman and say, hey, I want to volunteer and do something. Go to your local church. There's always things you can do to be, get involved in the community and help. You know, there's a couple of things I wanted to, you know, expand on because I feel like, you know, what you guys do can help so many people. You know, and you guys are focusing on helping families, especially during the season of COVID. Children are really struggling right now when it comes to this digital learning during COVID. So what tips would you have not only for teachers, because you do have that background, but also for parents um, on how to make that process, you know, a little more smooth for them and their child? Well, for parents, one, I would say you have to provide structure. Um, so whatever plan you have, it has to be consistent. Um, so for example, if a parent can't help the child during the day while they're working in school, um, they need to carve out time in their day for their child's educational learning. Um, I have been instructing parents, if you can do it, try to do it before your day starts. So if, it, if a parent works from home, and the student doesn't start classes in their school till nine o'clock, you have to be strategic and wake them up at seven o'clock, start doing from seven to nine. It's really like tutoring with the parent, working one-on-one, -on -one, helping them navigate or guiding them and where they need to go on the different platforms. Um, students have to have learned how to use whatever platform their school is using. A lot of schools are using Google Classroom or Microsoft Teams or whatever have you. Um, and so you have to really teach the student or teach the child how to access these documents, how to interpret these documents. Uh, a lot of people don't realize, you know, even the child struggles with reading, you can have, you could download a reading program that will read that documents to you. Um, if the student has issues with typing, uh, every laptop nowadays have a dictate, um, have a dictate function. You could use dictate. I've been telling my parents that you have the child use dictate function where they're not typing, they're saying it. Um, and then they're reading at the same time, but it's really going to force you to do other things and it's got to be traditional. Secondly, I would say is you have to be open. Not everything is going to work for every child. Uh, and I think that's one of the biggest issues. We're trying to fit everybody in one mold. Um, so you have to, some programs work better for different children um, and vice versa. Um, so there are, a lot of, there are a lot of resources out here that will help you based on what your child's needs are. Um, and what their, their learning styles are. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's key. And you're so right. You know, I have a sister and um, we we were homeschooled during elementary school. And so my mom, she had to change her learning, her teaching style for the two of us because we both had two different learning styles. And there's at one point where, um, you know, she was applying the same learning style to my sister and she felt like she was hitting a brick wall with my sister. And then um, she realized that she just, she began to look and realize that her learning style was different than mine. And so then she began to really pay attention to that and make those adjustments. And then things went smooth sailing, moving forward with my sister. And it's all just because she identified, you know, the individual learning styles that we had and adapted to that. And right. so I think, you know, that's key. What you said is that, you know, um, you know, not every student is the same and, you know, fitting them in a certain box or mold, you know, so I think that's important. So talk a little bit about, you know, since, you know, I brought up homeschooling, what tips would you have for parents in general who, you know, some parents may actually be homeschool parents where they like chose to do that and they were doing this way before COVID. Um, but then also some parents where it's almost like they've immediately become, you know, homeschool parents through COVID where, you know, in the sense that, you know, their child now has to do digital learning and they have to help them through that. So what tips or strategies would you have for them? Uh, I would tell them, as I tell all new teachers, practice the lesson first. And what that means is whatever the student is learning, you need to go practice that first. So for example, I often hear um, from older parents or uh, I don't understand this new math. It's really actually not new math. (laughs) It's really, the numbers haven't changed. It's the diagrams may look different, but it's really not new math. I promise you it's really not new math. So, uh, and so, so really, it's really the same concept just taught differently. So you just gotta go back and practice it and practice it the, the, new, the, the new way, but in your old way mind, right? Mm. Um, so that will help you get through it. Um, you, you're not gonna be able to go into, a teacher cannot walk into a classroom cold and just teach things, no matter how easy the subject is. And we think it's really like, for example, you know, I'm a person with a degree, a couple of degrees, you know, so I'm supposedly smart and it, I can't walk into a classroom and just teach addition. Right. Although I know how to add. Right. It, it really it is. You know, there's something to be said about planning. Right. And so, um, you know, so so my first year as a teacher, I had to study addition. Although I know how to add, I had to study addition, how to disseminate it to somebody what they can understand. it. So I'm different from saying I know how to do it. Well, now I have to be able to relay that, that information to you. Right. Um, so study the lesson first. That's one of the big keys. Um, secondly, uh, if you're unable to send your child, um, you know, back to school or to a place like ILA or a private school that may be open, it's really in your best interest to invest in tutoring. If you don't feel, um, if you don't feel adequate enough teaching all the subjects, um, the, the achievement gap, uh, research always shows that the achievement gap grows every year for students um, if no, those, those, those weaknesses aren't addressed. Um, and so that research, based on that research, if you're not braille versus that idea, don't, don't add to that gap, right? Um, <laughs> you, you really need to invest in tutoring services for your child um, at least once a week. Um, and and whatever, whatever, and you can talk to find a local tutor or online tutor that can really help them with those gaps. Um, if you're lower grades, um, especially with reading comprehension, um, even if you're not, even if you can't afford tutoring, um, my father, I come from a very strict West Indian background. 
Um, I grew up reading the newspaper. That's why I'm so big into the news now, right? Uh, so, I mean, if you, if you can't afford tutoring, have your child, sit with your child, you must read with them. Um, as their vocabulary builds, they'll be able to get more, grasp more things. A lot of the issues that students are having um, online learning is because their reading comprehension skills aren't that good. So if your reading comprehension skills aren't great, you're not going to grasp what's being, what's being presented to you in a written form online, right? Um, and so, uh, so if you can't afford tutoring, drive home the reading comprehension skills. Um, drive home those basic math skills. There are plenty of websites that have free um, math study skills uh, stuff that they can practice on. There are plenty of uh, websites that you can do reading comprehension for free. Um, I, I, they, they, but you have to be strategic and you have to really go outside your comfort zone um, to do that. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. And I'm happy you talked about, you know, free resources as well, you know, for families who, especially during COVID, they may have lost their job, or they may have, you know, not be able to be in a financial place to afford tutoring that there are free resources, you guys for you, um, that can help you. So let's talk about ILA a little bit, because in terms of how you guys fit into that, because we were talking offline. Um, and you had mentioned that you guys at ILA also help students with their, with their, you know, educational gaps and not only that, but even excelling. Um, so talk about how you guys can be of direct service for parents as well. So, uh, two ways. One, um, we offer in school. So we have, we are uh, limiting our, uh, like the bubble, uh, uh, limited face-to-face, uh, education. Uh, where we work with students who are already enrolled in their public school and their parents bring them here and we work with them on their online platform school and we give them work on top of that um, so we have we have set our schedule where students are learning at grade level at grade level standards above grade level standards and working on their weaknesses all on the same day um, so our goal is to when you if you decide to go back to traditional school your child is in a much greater position than they were when they left that school uh, and that's our main goal. Nice. Um, secondly, we offer, also offer tutoring services. Um, so students can come here um, during the week for uh, our tutoring, tutoring sessions. Um, also, we offer Zoom tutoring sessions as well. Um, um, so uh, parents can offer those as well for students who don't live in the area or the parents are not comfortable with bringing their child here. Um, and that's totally fine. Um, so we're a myriad of ways. Uh, we also offer consulting services uh, for special education parents, uh, parents who have uh, children with special education services, um, if they need us to uh, go over the IEP, be an advocate for their uh, IEP meetings, um, for, for accommodations, or do process meetings within their school, their school districts, uh, we do provide ad uh, advocation services for them as well. I, that's amazing. I love that. You know, I know for me, like in college, um, even in high school, like I had to have tutoring. Like, you know, some students, they they were just able to like not do their homework or not study and they were able to have like a high A in the class and I was the complete opposite. It was like to get an A, just to be at your same level, I had to like do tutoring after school and whether it was meeting with the teacher and in college, which Brittany, you and I had to share the same alma mater, <laughs> fellow Grizzlies. But I mean, I literally had to go to tutoring like almost every day after school um, on campus. And so I think that's great that you guys are, you know, providing these resources for students who are in K through 12, but also like in college because, and even beyond that, because it's needed on that level as well. So um, I think that's great. And oh, go ahead, Brittany. 
Oh, no. A new wing that we just started was yes. continuing education. Yes. I'm over that wing, and that's for adults or people who are post K through 12 who need additional learning and things like that. So, like Excel courses, accounting courses, all things like that. I facilitate that. Um, we're in the process of going through the accreditation process. So, next year we'll be a fully accredited school. Um, so that's that's great and i love the fact that you guys have been able to integrate and now Brittany, you've been able to use your gifts and your background and an integral role and so you guys have been able to use your strengths together and support each other that way so i think that's awesome last but not least on um social media we went ahead and i went ahead and asked people you know i told them about you guys' background so the question was how do you give your children a hundred percent when they are each at different learning capacities well, that's a, a packed question. So, one, you have to, and I tell all new educators, um, if you're trying to give 100%, you have to understand that education is a wheel that turns very, very slow. Um, so the student won't always get it today. They won't, may not get it tomorrow. Um, so it really is a process over time. Um, having said that, um, you have to be open to understand, once you understand that fact, um, you have to start presenting things in different ways. Learn with the student, um, learn the student's breaking point, um, learn to, when to push the student, when to let back on the student. Um, it's important that you, because you don't want to break the student, learn when to push the student, and pushing the student um, could just be like, hey, just do one more for me. Um, you can uh, do one more problem for me. Okay, I think you can do that. Or use it. Sometimes I use I use students' past goals or past accomplishments against them. Right? Last time you did seven problems. Uh, give me eight. Let me see if you can get eight out of eight now this time. Right? Um, and kids intrinsically are competitive with themselves. Um, people. A lot of people find that interesting, but they they like they want to please adults and they want to do better. Um, and so. Um, you use those. And then sometimes it's good to step it back. Take, take the hands off. Sometimes when a student, my, my worst students, my worst students have done their best when I let them go, right? They're actually, you know, you, you give them the nuggets, you give them things and say, hey, I'll, I'll give you 30 minutes to do this by yourself. Walk away, come back to them, say, hey, and, and every, no, don't completely forget about them. Every, every so minutes, just say, just say their name, just check on them. Uh, but but sometimes they need their time to process. Um, everybody's processing time and, and learning time is different. Um, so having said that, you have to just kind of get let the student learn in their own way. Kind of let them be themselves and go from there. I think it goes back to what you said about your mom. Like you have to figure out the child's learning style. So both children don't might not have the same learning style. So go off of that. Let the children tell you how they learn, you know what I mean? That's really what we do here, like asking the kids, like, how do you learn? What do you do? You know, how can we help you? I love that, I love that. As we close out today, is there any, anything last on your chest that you just like to share as words of wisdom or inspiration? Yeah, I, I'll say this for anybody, um, whatever God has put in your heart, just go after it. Um, and, you know, and not everybody will understand your vision, and that's okay, not even your own family, because, God didn't give them the vision, and that's okay. Um, but you just put your head down, keep working, going towards the goal, um, and, and 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 you will you will find satisfaction, and you will you will you will really get where you want to go. If you if you want to go to college, 
you can go to college. Um, don't get wrapped up in, you know, sometimes our, our, our society nowadays is social media driven and sometimes it's really easy to be kind of deterred because of what you see on social media. Um, mm. And a lot of it just isn't true and real. Um, but just stay focused on your goal, what God has put in your heart, um, and, and you'll be fine. Uh, ILA is just, just another entity of just some, something that's trying to help the community, um, you know, help students learn. Um, but in the grand machine of fact, if, if your child is struggling in school, um, there are plenty of resources where they can help. There are plenty of resources that will be able to help them get, get, get them where they need to be um, to graduate high school, go to college, be successful in life. Um, and and the, that, that, that light will turn on. Uh, me personally, I was dyslexic. I, I'm, I'm dyslexic. Um, I was diagnosed with dyslexia in college. I didn't find out until college. Um, if you look at my high school transcripts compared to my college transcripts, you would think it's two different people. Um, and, and so and I learned how to learn in college. And then once I learned how to learn, I took off and I started reading and I started, and I took, I just, I just skyrocketed. But it just, it just, what, learn, learn for yourself and just never be, stop learning. Um, and then just go from there and God will order your steps. I would say for the parents specifically, someone who, Take it from me, someone who has no knowledge of anything in education and then having to be immersed in it fully. I understand what the parents are going through and just lead with patience. Just let your kids kind of tell you what they need. And then for the kids, take it easy on your parents, please. <laughs> you know, every this is newfound territory. Everyone is learning. Everyone is kind of out here not sure what to do, but, you know, just have that patience enough to, Try and figure it out. And then, like I said earlier, take actionable steps towards what you want. And that goes for anyone. If it's parents want the kids to make an A on the next test, take actionable steps. You know, set aside time for that studying and all that stuff and helping your kids. I love that. Awesome. So um, how can people learn more about ILA as we conclude? How can people learn more after hearing this interview and they're excited and they want to learn more? How can they learn more? You can follow us on all social media platforms at ILearnGA. Um, also, you can go to our website at www.ilearnga.com, uh, and you can send us an email, send us a message, uh, go to our website, send us an email, contact one of our staff members, um, and give us a call uh, any day, and we'd be more than glad to serve you. Wow, wasn't that some valuable information? I feel I said the phrase, I love that, like 10 million times because all the information they were sharing, from sharing college and career tips to digital learning and homeschooling strategies, I hope you were taking notes. During the interview, Jonathan and Brittany shared about the importance of tutoring if you or your, you or your student needs it. I'm bringing that up to say, don't be afraid to ask for help. There's often a negative stigma that if you need tutoring, it means that you are not as smart. In fact, a parent shared with me just this week that their daughter is in need of a tutor, but their daughter doesn't want one. If you feel like you or your child needs tutoring, you are not alone. And needing one is nothing to be ashamed of. As I lightly shared in the interview, I had to get tutoring regularly during my education. In high school, I would stay after school, and on days that I had later basketball practice, I would meet with my teacher for one or two hours after school before going to practice. And in college, I would go to the tutoring center on campus literally almost every day from when I was a freshman all the way until I graduated. And guess what? I ended up graduating with honors. 
You see, you have greatness inside of you and tutoring is just a tool. Just like you need tools to build the foundation of a house, you need tools to help you build your foundation in your education. And that's simply what tutoring is, a tool. So friend, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. It doesn't mean you are weak. In fact, it's just the opposite because it takes strength to ask for help. Whether that is for your education or just in life, we can't break the odds on our own. See that tutor, talk with your family, meet with that counselor. My friend, I don't know where you are in life and the dreams that you have in your heart. Whether you are a student, a parent, or someone simply going through life, Jonathan shared something that was so powerful. He said, whatever God has put in your heart, go after it. And not everybody will understand your vision. And that's okay. Not even your own family, because God didn't give them the vision. And that's okay. But you just put your head down, keep working, going towards the goal, and you will find satisfaction and you will really get to where you want to go. So good. As we close out today, in honor of World Teacher Day, I want to take a moment and shout out all the educators out there and those within the education community. Whether you are a teacher, a parent turned homeschool slash digital learning teacher, or serving in a different capacity within the education industry, we see you, we thank you, we celebrate you, and we appreciate you. Teachers, thank you for making digital learning fun. Thank you for modifying lesson plans. Thank you for sending emails and answering questions. Thank you for the long hours grading submissions. But most of all, thank you for pouring into our next generation of world changers. So friend, what was your biggest takeaway from today? How will you take action? We'd love to know. Follow Break the Odds on social media and tag us and use hashtag Breaking the Odds so we can celebrate with you as you take action. And if you have a teacher in your life, show them some love this week. If you'd like to connect with Jonathan and Brittany, their information is posted as a part of this episode's show notes, which you can find on the blog at letsbreaktheodds.com. Until next time, let's continue to break the odds together. You've got this. Hey, guess what? You, my friend, made it through today's episode. Cue the confetti. But the conversation doesn't have to end here. If this episode served you today, go ahead and download it so you can have it. And click the subscribe button so you can get notified when another episode is released. Do us a favor and leave a review. We'd love to hear how much you enjoyed this episode. To stay connected, we'd love to have you as a part of the Break the Odds community on social media. There we'll have an opportunity to personally connect with you. And you can also connect with others who are taking action towards breaking the odds in their lives. As always, you can catch the show notes from this episode and any discount codes and bonus materials on the blog at letsbreaktheodds.com. See you next time.